Hello and welcome back to A Slice of Dice. In this fireside chat, our first live in our studio, I get to talk to Dan King, who plays the lovable elephantine preacher Malar in the Manylands campaign. Dan is a huge fan of narrative and storytelling, and so I knew he was going to be a great person to bring on and bring some of these old stories to life and chat about our mutual interests in TTRPGs, whether that's running the game yourself as a dungeon master or game master, or in fact as a player as well. There are a lot of laughs in this one, and also a lot of quiche being eaten. I have had to adjust uh, the audio a bit because of the, the balance between my microphone and his, as well as trying to cut out as much chewing and spikes in laughter as possible. Just be warned that on occasion it does tend to spike in this episode, but I've done my best to try and keep it at a pleasant enough listening volume. Anyway, hope you enjoy! Welcome, trolls. Cheers. This is yeah. uh, but your three D and everything. I, I can, I can, I can reach out and. Uh, uh, ah, no. it's too real. <laughs> it's too real, Roy. We we haven't had enough um, face-to-face contact. Well, with most people, to be no. fair. So this is um, it's weird, but also lovely. It's a delight, much yeah, like. Uh, the, you know the tea, the the quiche that you've brought. So middle class. We're we're incredibly middle class, embarrassingly middle class. I am. I'm full of shame. But there we go. <laughs> I'm I'm full of shame. I've checked my privilege. Um, so Dan, tell me why. Uh, so why did you choose quiche Lorraine? Because I, so I know you're giving some reasons why you chose quiche, which you know I think also oh, worth noting. Okay, but yeah. particularly, you went for quiche Lorraine. So yeah, talk talk me through. Um, so I went for quiche because I figured everybody's going to pick up a cake. I don't like cake. I don't like sponge cake, so I wasn't going to do that. Okay. Um, I hadn't considered pizza, but then there's a bit of preparation required with that. <laughs> uh, I like a savoury. I love a savoury thing. I, I, if I knew how to make pies, maybe it would have been a pie. But I don't know how to make pies. Okay. So I picked up quiche. Um, usually, the girlfriend and I try to do vegetarian during the week. Mm-hmm. I'm on leave this week. I want meat. <laughs> so I'm treating myself. I'm having, like there was a lovely higgledy piggledy spinach, uh, tomato and feta quiche there, and I was like, "Oh, that's very classy." And then uh, <laughs> I looked uh, sort of six inches to the left, and it was like, "Oh no, that's Sainsbury's own quiche Lorraine with bacon in it. <laughs> Why not?" I mean, uh, it, do you subscribe to the the belief that bacon makes everything better? Uh. Yes, uh, I will caveat that it was probably not heart disease. Probably doesn't make heart disease better. That's a that's a very good. Po- I mean, I was I was thinking purely in terms of food, but you have taken this to a whole different level. And you know what? That's a valid a valid point. That is a valid rebut to my uh, to my careless phrasing there. Um, but <laughs> no, yeah, both but it's interesting that you. So my so the, I did an interview with Bart yesterday um, online. Bizarrely, he was down in London, but then he just got back to, to um, up in the Midlands when he um, when we did our call and uh, he chose a, a Midlands favourite actually is he Midlands or North? he's Coventry sorry anyway um, pork pie he chose pork pie pork pie is great I, yeah and I was like I, I'm loving these alternative slices um, so you, you are the second and the savoury meaty variety but mm. quiche I have to say, like say, it's a bit classier than pork pie. Pork pie is a, you know, it's, it, you working can, man. You serve it as a slab, you can, you can dice it up, it's finger food. Oh, it's mm. supposed to be delicate, but, you know, it, it's, there's enough there to keep you going. I would say more people would slice a quiche up than would slice a pork pie up as well. Like, That's how big the pork pie is, man. Because it feels like, like, for me, a pork pie, I would just grab it and just bite into it. Yeah. I wouldn't 
you know get a knife and start you know mm. portioning it out um but maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just me <laughs> We're not. We're not going to judge. I'm not going to no, judge. Not at all. No. I, if you, however you want to eat pork pie, I'm I'm down with it. Like you know, it's it's fine. The, the, my question about pork pie is, mm. uh, is it just the filling or do you eat the whole thing? Because I find short crust pastry after a little while a bit. Mm. Mm. Um, so it's, uh, there might might be like, well, most of that meat is now gone. I've definitely mm. licked the jelly out. <laughs> do I, this is this is really. This is just this is this is just wrapping. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I'll have a nibble, and it's oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't need the rest of it. Go away. I, yeah, but that 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 to me feels like. I mean, it depends how thick the pastry is because that it, yeah. that would be. Your, your argument is kind of like that the pastry is like, like the bread in a sandwich and that you know it's not the main event you didn't when you bought the ham and cheese sandwich it wasn't because of the bread you bought it because of the ham and the cheese yeah. you know that's that's what it's about and you're saying like the the pastry is the vessel for the pork the pie is the vessel for the pork is basically what we're getting I think, at. is it not like one of those cornish pasty things it's like kind of you're going to be going down the mine with it like <laughs> this, this will keep the and this will keep the meat for a few days we cook the meat inside this pie and guess what the flies aren't to get to the meat and this this pastry is it's like armor let's not kid ourselves <laughs> short crust pastry is 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 the armor of pastries like kind of it's right below it's not puff like that's not going to do you any favors that won't last five minutes in a in a, in a conflict within my bag but short crust pastry uh, it is um pretty hardy that's hardy stuff yeah that makes sense so so what you're saying is that quiche like um the quiche by uh conversely it um it kind of exposes the uh the goodness like it's just there like hey look at me like this is the bit you can eat it, it gives it a shelf life it says look at me you know you can do fancy things with the quiche you can do fancy things with the pie i acknowledge that but you can you can i've seen i've seen quiches that are or flans even you know that do ridiculous things with like herbs and sort of toppings and you can shake mm. them or whatever um, little show-offs i know I, but it doesn't matter i don't care i'm not like and this is this is the ongoing discussion that i have with friends and, and my girlfriend it's like oh I, it's that you know, big okay it's, it's, you know it's, it, it leaks into the whole of my existence um <laughs> it's functionality over form i like so long as it looks edible i'm putting it inside of me like let's but like kind of people are like, oh but this is way more attractive it's like i don't it it, it's gonna it's all gonna it doesn't matter where it starts it ends up looking the same when mm -hmm. i'm done with it so eh, I don't know. so even a badly presented quiche you just be like no no that's fine fine by me as long as it tastes the same that's the main thing i mean i don't watch the great british break off but when i have done i'm like why are they put these all look edible <laughs> like, why is this person being snippy shh, shh, go away just eat and enjoy these people have baked for you He's like, be grateful. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I totally get yeah. that. This is where food critics like get out. Like, come on, they made you a meal. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've, you know, uh, it's got to be pretty bad in my book to really offend me. So, um, yeah. So, but no, quiche. I like quiche. It's understated. You can, you can, you can have it as finger food. You can roll it into a larger meal if you want. Mm. Um, and it's also not cake, which I think is was the biggest challenge I had when you said bring a slice of something. I was like. You'll be pleased to know that you are the antithesis of uh, of James as well, who went immediately for the chocolate cake and spent a lot. Spent we spent quite a bit of time of him telling me how great chocolate is and that chocolate makes everything better. So 
So it's like like Seth and Mal are kind of there's the the opposite sides of the coin, the same thing going on out of character as well. Oh, it's beautiful. But that actually neatly kind of segues into TTRPGs, which is what we were really coming here to talk about. Um, although. I could talk to you. We could talk about quiche. It sounds like for hours. Well, maybe we'll bookend it. Maybe we'll bookend it about. You know, we'll... Bring it back to quiche. <laughs> Bring it back to snacks. I think a good starter question, really, with um, tabletop role playing games, um, is when did you first get into the hobby, or was, what was your first experience? Uh, I many moons ago for work, I lived in Swindon, and I. Um, uh, I got into like I would hang out at the comic book shop there because I read comic books and you know everybody's cool uh, and we had a little social there were social gatherings and bits and pieces and one day people were like oh well some of us are going to do this thing uh, at so and so's house so we went and uh, in hindsight it was it's D and D four E and we played a session of that in a very cramped basement it was fine. <laughs> classic I didn't know what was going on I was a druid uh, um, <laughs> and then. And that was fine. That was all right. But I never went back and went. Oh, that's some. This is this is. I, this needs more exploration. I think I played another game with somebody else somewhere else, another TTRPG. So, so it wasn't D and um, And that's actually when I like when I was going to that session. They're like, oh, you need to bring dice. You need to have your own dice. And that's where I got my uh, grey set from. So um, and that's you know that, that I'm quite happy with that. Um, oh, okay. Because that that far back, I had no idea. We're, we're, I mean, we're looking. I guess it would have been second phase of being in, in Swindon so I guess post 2011 pre 2015 so somewhere mm -hmm. around there um, and yeah uh, but again I was like oh that's fine mm -hmm. uh, and then life moves on I didn't didn't pursue it in any way um, but and I guess this is this is perhaps the sort of the quite common these days is a stranger things was happening and I was, oh, that's oh yeah I do Sons and Dragons I, okay and I've re read about it online I always read about a thing online that's mm -hmm. my that's my thing. I want to learn about it. For, uh, Wikipedia. All oh, right. Okay, I don't. Fine, whatever. This seems interesting. Um, but it was just so in the consciousness and getting advertised and all of that. And mm. I sort of picked around. I picked picked up the the starter box and was like, oh, okay. I would like to run this. This could be interesting. And I, but I put this off for months and months and months. <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> until I like, was going back at Christmas, uh, and I was listening to. I listened to. Used to listen to. Uh, the Crate and Crowbar, which is a PC gaming podcast. Oh, okay. Set out in Bath, and, you know, whatever. And they had done a special. Oh, we've, we've got a D&D &D game. We've recorded one of our sessions. Here we go. And I listened to that over, like, two days over Christmas. And it was just, it was just so much fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. These four people sat around. And it wasn't, they didn't do anywhere near as much combat. And it was all much more theory to the mind. Mm. Um and sort of just riffing on uh, bits and pieces. So it it let you just immerse yourself in what they were doing, like completely, like kind of, um, and it was great. And there were fun little riffs and little jokes and nods and winks to the main the main uh, podcast there. I was like, mm. shit, this looks incredible. Like this looks like so much fun. I have to, I have to do this. Okay. Um, so I was like, well, how do I do that? I live in London. Okay. I need a hobby. I need, I, I had to stop hanging out with my, my, my flatmate and his friends. I was like, I need my own service. Broaden your social horizons. Exactly. Yeah. So I just, I, I'm, you know, I think we, we'll probably talk about this a little bit, but I installed the meetup app and I was just like, London, Dungeons and Dragons. Boom. Uh, Sunday. Oh, there's a Sunday game. Oh yeah. That'll do. Sign up to that. And that was, 
that was it then. That was where I started. It was the Sunday session with Nat and Pavel and Fletch. That's it, uh, yeah. Um, in the ship. In the... Uh, which is a pub in, in Borough, which is... The function room. It's a little bit crumbly, isn't it, the ship? Uh, I don't... I don't... Went. It was the ship we went to... Was that... Uh, did we go there after St. Christopher's? Because when I started, we were in St. Christopher's, but then we moved somewhere else, and I think... Maybe the ship, because I think maybe we moved back to the ship, we possibly? Bounced, yeah, we bounced out, came out of the ship because we got too big. We're in St. Christopher's. We bounced in the ship a couple of times again mm. for reasons. Uh, and then we ended up sort of north of the river. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. The, the ship was an experience. Because, like, you've got 20 or 30 people in that room and it steamed up quick. It was all just crumbling sort of plaster and... It was so loud because all the voices bounced uh, everywhere. Yeah, Open yeah, yeah. the window out onto the main road. So you'd then get all the police coming, sirens coming mm. by. And that just, that drowned everything out. Yeah, yeah. But it was great. It was fun. Because, like, you know, it, we had a space. It was ours. And, and uh, we got to we got to play. And, and sort of, it was our, its own thing. It, yeah, it's... um. I, I love that that you um, have brought back these memories because I, I kind of I forgot about that kind of sensory experience because for me I, I I have said before I can't remember if it was I can't remember who it, who it was in in their interview but um um but I I remembered saying about um that by contrast um, one of the problems I found um, with like the meetup things was that was that reverberation like the bouncing of all the noises of all the different tables you're all quite close together and uh no i think i was saying about board game cafes the problem i had with those was that it can be a bit too noisy for a um for for a, a ttrpg campaign sometimes you like especially if it's something quite immersive you kind of want pull focus immediately um but now that you mention it it kind of yeah i kind of do miss that social side of it though that you could that there were other things going on at the same time yeah. as your game like because i there were three tables weren't there um and <clears throat> because uh, you had you had you were on fletcher's table there was that was a very popular table you guys were like had seven regular players and sometimes an eighth like yeah. it was pretty full i remember getting on there a couple of times when i was very new i think it was like my second week i was i ended up on that table and i was like oh these guys are great and it's like no they're full they're full and i ended up on i think it was simon's table for a bit and then i ended up on paul's table and that's that was with james actually on paul's table that was where i stayed and that was sort of the the big thing for a while but it was lovely to like I remember that fondly after the session where everyone, because we were in the pub anyway, we'd have a drink, have a drink yeah. and you would tell us about what was going on in your game, and yeah. I'd tell you what was going on in my game, and it was really like a nice social catch-up thing. That was so much fun, like having those other games that you weren't a part of, but you, <laughs> and like you'd have friends on other tables and be like, oh shit, what did you guys do this week? And be like, oh, you know, like kind of, oh, we did a bit of shopping and maybe we helped uh, somebody out of a ditch or whatever. Yeah. And then you'd be like, oh, well, we fought, well, you know, we had this thing where we went to war and we fought, and you're like, oh my God. But then the next week it would flip and you'd like, you'd have, you know, all that sort of really low-key stuff would pay off in the next session. And, mm. and then you'd be like, oh, and you know, you, it was it was great. I love storytelling. And it was great to hear those Same, stories. Yeah. I love those. It's, yeah, that's what I enjoy about the, the the hobby is the, the stories that you mm. uh, see unfold and then see take a sharp left sometimes yeah um, and i can talk about that but we'll maybe we'll get to that oh 100 percent. um actually on that subject um because because you, you brought it up now um because dming your or your gming experience your game master mm. dungeon master whatever you call it experience of that as you said you love storytelling mm. same as i do and 
I, I can sense as a, as a as a narrative kind of fellow that um, when you're uh, when you're the game master and you know like what going into the game you know roughly that there's something like if it's a narrative storyline you know that there's stuff ahead or whatever but you never know what the players are going to do and that's so cool but at the same time incredibly nerve-wracking how do you find um yeah t tell us about your, your gm experience when, when did you first actually run a game um so i don't know how he did it but for like a year and a half maybe even two years fletch ran every week on a sunday he's a machine uh, that guy, like, <laughs> he doesn't do that anymore but wow like that was hard like to run for four to six hours every week was uh in that setting as well was remarkable and he was like ah if anybody else wants to give this go that'd be great and i was like oh, i reckon i could give it a go i reckon i could do something and i think i had purchased tales of the yawning portal mm. uh, with a view at some point running a game mm. Uh, so I said, "Hey, look, Christmas is coming up. Why don't I'll I'll do, you know, I'll do it. I'll do a number of sessions." Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, we we did, uh, and it was terrifying. And we ran White Plume Mountain. Oh yes, yep. Which is such just one of my favourite uh, pre-written adventures of all time. Like that's such a good, interesting dungeon. Oh, so there are some crazy traps and puzzles in there from what I've heard and uh, oh. I think I heard from you actually as well as I, I think somebody else ran it I think maybe Simon did but at yeah. one point and it's like yeah sorry go on no it's incredible but that was good I, I, I you know I hadn't read as much as I, maybe I should have done um, but again Fletcher was there it was like oh, this 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 thing that that references it, this here use this so oh, right, thank you um, but that was cool and then we sort of um I think we kicked back a little bit, but Fletcher was like, I need to take a week off every now and again, or we need to do... I was like, okay. I need some me time. Yeah, Fair enough. I need to rest, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so I picked up and I started to do... I think I ran solidly for a little while, and then we were moved into a week-on-week-off sort of mm. uh, thing, and that's where we took, again, that sort of that table, and um, our, the everybody had two characters. Mm -hmm. uh, we can use, and you could interchange them because it was that was the joy. That was the joy also mm. of that Sunday group meetup for the first three or four months was that, that all of that was a shared world. Yes, and you could move between the tables, you know, if need be, and take yeah. a character. Um, and I don't know what Simon's intention was there like long term because he was running Stonehell and he was like mm. uh, reality is starting to fray because of this thing that he's doing and, mm. but like kind of Paul would run things in Nirath and like Dave would reference Nirath as this this place that you know we don't go to Nirath because uh, functionally <laughs> Paul's running there but also oh in game reasons sort of thing mm -hmm. uh, and, and and that was great and, and like we had when we just made it just at the point we would level to level five we were told oh it's the wet season so like you have six months of downtime and everybody got the ability to pick a new proficiency or, or a language or, or, or whatever it was mm. and I was like oh okay so this feels like actually like it's a living breathing yeah, world sort like, of thing like yeah you yeah exactly like kind of it felt like there was a bigger plan there and then obviously you know life happens I, I guess the the dynamics of that broke down a little bit and but at the end of the day there's still three tables of you know, games but um but i never really had to click into that that shared universe yeah I, it still boggles my mind how to how you could keep that juggled between the yeah. three 
the three GMs, the three tables. Yeah, other than like sort of just going, that's where you live. This is where I live, and like in five weeks, this thing will happen. So like, bear that in mind. Mm. You know, here's the effect it'll have on my game. What effect will it have on your game? I, I guess, but yeah, I, I don't know. So that's how I got started DMing. I did the Sunday game stuff, mm-hmm. um, and that was great because you're playing, and it also gave me something to do during the week. I say during the week. Sometimes it was Saturday before. I had it's to run. crabbing. It was like, like I would go out sometimes, and I'd go and get a coffee, and I have my stuff with me, and be like, "I've got to run a session tomorrow. I've got planned nothing. So what are we going to do?" <laughs> By the after about three hours, I had something like, yeah. in front of people, and you know that was sometimes that was good. Sometimes it was a bit yeah. But um, yeah, so so have you? Um, <clears throat> so so in terms of the GMing style, would you say that um, you're much more like? prep ahead like get all your notes together and everything like almost over prepare rather than seat of your pants just improvise as you go I think somewhere in the middle like I can Mm. have if I've got books and stuff I can have an idea about what to throw down on the table at the last minute yeah because if you over prep there can be a little note of but you haven't done this thing right haven't you done this thing I won't I've planned this why aren't you doing this thing? Mm. You need to come up. I, I personally, I think, I like giving people um, a certain amount of latitude. Mm, if you yeah. want, if you want people to follow a path, put them in a dungeon. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I like titting around on the overworld. <laughs> um, Where are you going to go? Exactly. Yeah. Like, kind of. What are you? But also, like, kind of. Uh, I say that, but I've still ended up annoyed when I've run very open sessions, and like people have gone, "Oh, we're going to do this," and it's like. Uh, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> yeah. um, so, like, my favourite thing, like, I guess the, but then that 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 is the story that you're now being told back to you. Like, that yeah. you haven't planned. Like, kind of, like, I, I'm, uh, if I could write, I would, but I don't. So here we are. Um, I, like, <laughs> I have ideas for narratives, but I can't. There's no uh, patience there. There's no discipline. But you know, you can get the beats down. You yeah, can, yeah. You can run it as a D and D session and go. Oh, you start and. Yeah, this person's turned up in town and whatever yeah yeah, yeah. And then it's almost like the detail the the, the 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 conversations are left to the players let them fill those in and so long as they're sort of broadly going in the right direction yeah you're, you're telling your story um which i like i i 100 percent concur with that actually i i um uh without giving too much away with my approach to many lads i don't know how 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 you can tell um in terms of my style of of gming uh of which approach it is but uh i certainly there is a sort of there are beats uh or there are things that happen in that world which you know the players have a bearing on there are other things that are going to happen which they don't because it's a big world and you know stuff happens and it affects things going forward and i think i think we're starting to see that now uh, i think the christmas special last year was a kind of a, a big sort of hint of other things happening um but uh it's yeah like you say it's the players kind of can fill in a lot of that the other the, the minutiae if yeah. you like of it like as long as you've got the main overarching as long as you've got an idea of, of the the where things are potentially going like if you're running a particular um uh, like White Plume Mountain or something. If you've got an idea of what's going on there, okay, they might they might decide then they want to go to a tavern. Okay, that's not in the adventure, but there's a tavern. Sure, yeah. they can go to the Yawning Portal and they'll have a conversation. And you know, we we see what happens there. Yeah, um, yeah. I, sorry, it's great to hear um, 
other people's slants on these sort of things. So I think if if like this is what I've enjoyed about being uh, like doing doing DMing and then playing in a variety of games with different DMs is you sort of sit there and you go, "Oh, I like that." Or like that, yeah. Having that. Mm. Oh, I wouldn't have done that actually. I don't think that that's going to work. But so I won't take that. Yeah. But you you get you get, you know it's the same with anything like kind of different ways of doing things. You pick and still, yeah, it, it, definitely, and in what suits your style, and like, like you say, there are, there are certain things we go, yes, I could use that, or other things we go, okay, that's not for me. They that's do that, but that's not my style, but that's their style, and it's yeah. fine. And yeah, there might be a couple of things we go, nah, that's nah, not doing that, and that's totally fine. You have made me really now think about uh in next year that we should uh, maybe look into uh not st- i want to i was going to say starting the meetup again that's too simplistic but like getting the space back because you know and just having the different tables together because i doesn't there have to be a shared world or anything but it's just it's just nice i miss it just, good, yeah, yeah. just the good the, the good socialness of all these nerds coming together and <laughs> yeah. talk about a shared passion yeah exactly like and like kind of i do think we yeah, we had. They were they were great days mm. while we had that pre pre pandemic pre pandemic that it was the pandemic that killed it off yeah, I think. Really but like yeah, it was great. Like and like I I I do I'm on meet up again. I am sort of uh, associated with a, another group out in East London. Uh-huh. They do it on a Monday night. Uh, you know we do have a, a space for it, and it's it's uh, the the thing that I don't enjoy is table management. Like right. you get X number of people turn up and it's like, do we have enough DMs? I don't I don't know. Like because mm. half these people haven't used me up to say that they're coming and uh, no. And then you don't get that it, it is that cause for me, I'm like, I work tomorrow and I need my this doesn't happen by accident. I need my <laughs> Um so I've got to get back home, I've got to shower and so I need and so it's all a bit more crunched and rushed. Um yeah something on a sunday or, or friday night or something would be, mm. might be good. we should look into that maybe 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 in 2023 can you share with us like uh one or more of your most sort of memorable moments uh in your uh <laughs> in your games i think you already know what this is but i don't mind telling the story okay again okay and again and again so it was it was it was the early days of the meetup, that group, mm-hmm. and we were yeah we we I think we had function about six people on playing at the time. Um, we were sub level five, and what Fletch was doing was like okay you've come across this plot, um, all the monsters in the town you sort of dwell in are going to come and attack the town. They're going to gang up at some point in the future. Okay. Uh, oh worry. Um, what are we going to do about this? Whatever, and. My character, Uther, was a drunk, got chatting with somebody in a bar. He's like, I think I, I can help you out. There's this thing in a bank in a place called Alf, Alef? Aif. Aif. Um, that, will, that will help protect this town. And so that was the setup. Right. You, next week, we're going there. And it was like, the heist. <clears throat> God, we're doing a bank job. We're doing a bank. <laughs> I was so excited because it was like, this is this is Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. This is all that sort of stuff. Great. Next week we come up. Right. Okay. So and um, the way we did it was um, a long rest was a week. So like you didn't regenerate your spells with a 
a night's rest. Like, yeah, yeah. So we had a week in town, and so it was like, right, okay. So you, we had like, uh, I'm, I think we were level, mostly level three, maybe a few level fours. So you, you only got like seven or eight spell slots at most, level ones and level twos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it must have been. It couldn't have been more than seven, I think, for level seven, four. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so, and so we scope this place out like so some people go in bit of a con trick just have a look around figure out what the, the layout is some people um have managed to get hired as guards around the, the perimeters they know uh, what inside job nice somebody else was um employed by another group in town and they didn't get bamfed into the bank but this image was taken mm -hmm. and like f was flashed up of the thing we wanted and like people were figuring out how to rework it or something Mm -hmm. um, great, great, and people are doing great things. And my character at the time, um, I think I evolved Uther over the twelve levels that I played it. But at the time, was still uh, a drunk. Uther, uh, the drunk and rather rotund, sort yeah. of middle-aged um, oh, cleric, much, right? Now I'm starting to understand what middle-aged means. He was elderly. <laughs> he was an elderly. Okay, he was in his sixties. Yeah, I did yeah. see him as grey-haired yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Um, retirement age. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm, I'm hanging out in a tavern. He's like, oh, great. You find an inside man. You, know, you find a guy on the inside. And, he's, and we come to an understanding. So, right. And we, we talked about what we'd found out. And we wrote, we wrote down a plan. We had step-by-step -step plan of how this was going to go. And we wrote it down, right? How often do, does anybody do that at a table these days? <laughs> yeah. How, do, uh, how often is the plan anything other than well if it goes wrong we'll just start punching things like we wrote yeah. it down you know this was this was gonna be, it was uh so so we scale a wall um we sort of get across this sort of empty moat area that has got wild bears in um and there's a skylight has been left open so we go in the skyline the, the gnome my who my guys met is in there great oh you want to go down i'll you know i'll hang out here mm -hmm. so we go through and sort of secret doors oh, what's this and we find um, the bank manager's wife and a gnome making out and we all just sort of freeze we're like well we won't tell anybody you won't and we just sort of close the door and like, okay keep going down um, Nat's character Dritster had <laughs> I mean she was trying to poison everybody all the time she was so rogue <laughs> so rogue but she had really come into her own she poisoned all the food for the guards all the guards were uh, in her words shitting themselves blind um, <laughs> and we sort of go through oh, encounter somebody I oh, know oh, take care of them and you know like kind of oh, vaults oh, can I pick this oh yes oh, you've got like a big painting of a thing that's a hook oh you've got some a bunch of silver oh great okay uh, oh what are these pipes do we don't know oh, these you know getting worried by pipes on the wall like really nefarious pipes on the wall <laughs> so we, we broke them uh, that wasn't in the plan water started to spill out constantly <laughs> because they were water pipes yeah, nefarious water okay. pipes and we, we get to the vault we get in and we managed to get it out and I remember Uther may have to make strength saving throws to keep the door open Uther's strength is like uh, strength score is 8 but mine is what how we managed that I don't know oh we've got this thing right we're leaving and we, we guidance <laughs> so like oh, the, the plan had worked like we'd got and now it's just doing the steps backwards to get back up. So and that was great. But we get back to the room where we'd come in. Okay. And the skylight is shut. And 
the gnome was like oh, something like I'm going to get such a reward for this and then set off an alarm like we were double crossed ah like, the, the the inside man like, was not reliable exactly and I was like Fled, and he's like yeah there's always got to be a component where this you, know, you get double crossed I'm like fuck so anarchy kicks in and we go into initiative <laughs> of course of course you do uh, got to fight your way out right and this was this moment that's all the tea that's everything that's fine that's great thank you there was this moment like and so like suddenly it's this struggle to get out because guards are coming in and I yeah. can find calm emotions and, and like Havel had shatter the shatter still or shatter, shatter spike. Right, shatter spike. I was trying to get to shatter the thing, uh, and somebody else was was just sort of running around. Anyway, so and there's this moment where the, that gets shattered, and um, we've knocked the gnome out because he had animated objects and was kicking our ass. We got rid of him. Calm emotions worked there. Didn't work over there. And there's this moment in my head where it like fixed this picture of. We'd got a rope up, and we were, there were people climbing over other people because they were halflings <laughs> to get up the rope. Um, somebody had thorn whipped them, tried to thorn whip themselves up and out, and it hadn't worked. And she just <laughs> slapped back down on. And it was just this moment of like, "Oh, this is my party!" Like that was it. Like genuinely, like, "Oh, these are my guys." And so that was a great moment in and of itself. But it didn't fucking stop. <laughs> so we, we did manage to extricate ourselves now one of the, the things we figured out day one this bank had a ward around it mm -hmm. as you go in there's somebody there said oh, as you cross the threshold just say you know this word otherwise you know it's part of our security regime everything goes you know if you don't bad times so every time we thought we were crossing the threshold we've been saying this word we had knocked out the gnome guy that double crossed us Somebody had cast grease on him or under him. So we get to the top, we climb up the top. Pavel is already out with his um, character at that time was Will. Oh yes, Will, who became Wilma later on. Wilma. Yeah. Um, and we had a thing for Molotov cocktails, because as a load of adventurers, you seek any advantage you can, and the DM let us make Molotov cocktails. So Pavel, had, or somebody had dropped Molotov cocktail down and on this guy who was covered in grease, who was unconscious, and so he was on fire. Oh and it's my just like, god. Uh, this ethically doesn't seem okay. <laughs> no. Um, Double cross so, me, would you? Yeah, exactly. So every time we're like, we should go, we should go. And like, there was a point in this anarchy where the entire, entire table was just beside itself. Everyone was talking. <laughs> what nobody had realised was that Pavel had leant across the table to Fletcher and gone, can I do a thing? And I just said, all right. And, and this could be anything. I, I just, all I want to do is tie the bottom of this rope to the gnome's foot. So anyway, so he, yeah, you could do that. And so we're all managing to get out. Somebody dropped co Molotov cocktail. Boom, on fire. Last person out, right, we should go. And Pavel's like, no, I've got one more thing I want to do. <laughs> we're like, what? What are you talking about? I want to pull the rope back up. I'm like, oh, don't ignore the rope. He's like, no, I've tied it to the guy's leg. And we're like just leave him he's on fire and unconscious <laughs> this guy is dead by all accounts he will be dead he's like no no pulls him out right and like sort of oh, can I slap him awake and we're like what the fuck is going on Pavel and so like Fletcher's like yeah sure you can slap him awake so Pavel does this and like and Pavel Pavel's Pavel, one of my favourite role players but and I, I will ape his voice a little bit but he's just like oh hey buddy don't lose your head and then dropped him back through the hole <laughs> Like barely conscious. And as the guy falls back through the hole, he doesn't say the word. He's not in a state to say the word. So what happens then is this thing goes down and blood and entrails come up as 
he explodes. Oh. His head explodes. Oh my! Because he didn't say the password. He didn't say the password. <laughs> oh my and of god! Course, the entire table stops dead. <laughs> right? Even the DM. Fletch can roll with stuff, but he just. We all froze for a moment. And Fletch's like, well, that happens then. And we're like, ah! <laughs> and uh, sort of get away, and we take this thing back to, to, to Britannis. And that was it. That was my moment. That was my fun. Like, it was that moment of every struggling to get out, and then Pavel. It's, and that's what I miss about in real life games. Mm. Is you can do that. You can't do that online. You can't, can't have that side conversation so easy. Go, yeah. Can I just? Oh, everybody's distracted. Can I just do a thing? You can't do that, which is a shame. Mm. But also, um, it is what it is. But that is my favourite. That is my favourite D story. I think ever. Can you share with us your favourite character concept that you have maybe yet to try out at a table, one that you'd like to do? I wonder if it's 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 horses for courses real. I don't think it'd be a long term one. But I got I developed um Jim the Idiot. Okay. Uh, Acquisitions <laughs> not, <laughs> feels like not quite, no. He's no literally he's the town he's the village idiot. He's he's you know, it's fifth edition. He's uh, okay, so fifth edition, he is the vi- village idiot. Um like so like bad at just any task he's given to do he's given really menial stuff that just sends him out of town right um he's not very smart very very unintelligent um but one night when he was out um saw some lights in the sky it was whisked off somewhere and things happened to him but of course nobody believes him because uh, mm-hmm. um but is now an aberrant mind sorcerer <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. So like, uh, like, kind of leaning into that, like, alien sort of, and he, he doesn't really understand what he's doing. Things just happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, kind of, uh, dumb luck, almost, sort of. Like, Did I do that? Like, like, yeah. like, well, not even just, like, oh dear, and uh, just getting on with his life. Sort of thing. <laughs> Convenient things are happening around him, but he has no idea that he's that it's through him, sort of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The final thing, uh, and why you brought your dice with you, is to do the random question chart. You may have taken a peek at these on our Discord server. Thank you to everyone who contributed uh, to our uh, questions. And um, yeah, for the for the last time in this round of um, of interviews for a slice of dice, if you want to roll the d12, and I will read a random question. I think the one thing that I'm not going to take away from your games. Is the fucking fate dice? Fate dice. <laughs> I have slowly uh, stopped using them. Oh, Might bring them back at some point, like maybe once in a while. But they got chaotic. Oh, this will be a really good idea. Let's do this, and then it'd be like um, the the mind flare. The mind flare was my idea. That was such. A <laughs> and then it came out. And you're like, oh no, oh, that has changed the world. Two big two. Big two. Okay. If you had to marry a chromatic dragon, which would you marry? Uh, I had to marry a chromatic dragon. Okay, so I want to be greedy. Um, I can. Do, does it have to? Can I have Tiamat? Because it would be <laughs> terrifying. But I, I'd be willing to bet the a seven seven headed dragon. Five headed dragon. Five headed dragon. I reckon the sex is kinky as hell. <laughs> I mean, goddess, goddess of chromatic dragons, Tiamat. That's where I'm going. That would be the. I mean, it would be the ride of your life. Uh, quite literally, I mean, you 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 burn bright and you burn. 
burn, also chill, also uh, th- uh, lightning, uh, thunder. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying, too, man. So just just for the <laughs> just for the carnal side. Yeah, who wants to live forever? <laughs> like just, you know, let's just let's just have a great time and end it quick. Would you have a favoured head of the uh, Tiamat heads? I mean, that sounds wrong, but <laughs> I'm going to go with the, probably the blue one. Electric. Any particular reason? Electric. Um, I mean, fire breathing just so done. I don't like the cold. <laughs> uh, acid burns. I don't think that's a look I can pull off. Um, and then poison, I think. Poison is the last one. Nah, just just zap zap me into oblivion. You just rather sparks were flying. Hey, <laughs> sorry, yeah, kind of getting in there. <laughs> the the random question chart spawned some interesting conversation. I um, I, yep, I forgot that one was on the list. I'll be honest, that took me aback <laughs> as soon as I read that. Oh, okay. I think that was Bart. Thank you, Bart. Um, Thanks. <laughs> and more importantly, thank you so much, Dan, for coming in uh, oh, into the studio uh, as it is. It's great I've got to use it. It's great to see you in person as well. Like, uh, 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 in 3D. Uh, and as much as as much as anything else, um, as I said, like, um, got some ideas for stuff next year. But also, it, I, I hope it's the same for you. It it's kind of brings even more excitement for picking things up again next year and uh, going forward with whatever's next. Yeah, yep, for sure. I've got a, I'm being press ganged into doing DMing on our, on the Saturday, Sunday group anyway next year as well. So oh, great. It's like, okay, planning. planning. Ideas, ideas, ideas. Yes, mm, machinations. Anyway, thank you so much. Uh, whatever you're up to for the rest, well, for the rest of the year, I should say, take care, have a great rest of your Likewise, back at you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning into this episode of a slice and dice if you've enjoyed what you've seen please don't forget to like share and subscribe we really do appreciate your support and of course if you'd like to get involved in any future interviews whether that's being a guest yourself or suggesting uh, some options for our random question chart join us on our discord server there should be a link to that down below